We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. All right, well, um, we're, we're starting uh, a new series today, and it's called Refill. And um, about this time of year, we get ready for things to ramp up. Farmers are getting ready for the harvest in another month or so, maybe a bit longer this year, I suppose. Uh, people are starting to think about exams and school year winds ups and, and you know, some are even planning for Christmas. We're planning a Christmas event. And it's the sort of type of year, about three quarters through the year, when we think it's a great time. Check the vital signs. See how you're going. Get ready for the, the last part of the year. And it's called refill. And uh, I know some of you are good at maintenance and others are just hopeless at maintenance. Anybody running their car on empty just to see the challenge? You know, the E stands for eh, sort of empty, you know. I used to do that as a, as a young guy. And uh, others are really good, you know, you keep your, keep your car up. Others take it for a service when it stops. I put oil in it, you know, 15 years ago. Why should I put more oil in it now? This sort of series we've got over the next couple of weeks is just about, it's called Refill. And it's an opportunity for us to see how we're going, to wait on God, ask God to refresh it. I mean, we should be doing that all the time, but it's good to focus on it at times. And... uh, before we read a scripture, if you've got a Bible, you can, you can get ready by turning to 2 Kings chapter 6. Lord, as we come around this um, encouragement today, I pray that you'll speak to us. Perhaps let us see the things in our life that need adjusting just so we make time to hear from you, to wait on you, to be refilled in Jesus' name. And uh, we're going to read a, a little ac- account of someone who was doing their best to serve God, and then things went wrong. Things went a bit wobbly. Has anyone ever gone a bit wobbly in their life? I remember on my bike, going down the hill towards the jetty as a young fella, going a little bit too fast, and then you start to get the speed wobbles. Well, we're going to read from 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. One day, the group of prophets came to Elijah and told him, as you can see, this place where, where we meet is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River. There's plenty of logs there where we can build a new place for us to meet. Well, they're building a new, a new church of the day. All right, he told them, this is Elisha. Go ahead. Uh, please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said. So he, he went with them and they arrived at the Jordan. They began cutting down trees. But as one of them was cutting down a tree, his axe head fell in the river. This is where you say, "Uh uh-oh. Oh, sir, he cried. I wonder what he really said. (laughs) Oh, sir. Is that what you say when, you know, things go wrong? It was a borrowed axe. He's not only lost the axe head in the river, he's borrowed it off his mate. And he borrowed, you know, he, la- he probably lost his last axe as well. 
Where did it fall, the man of God asked him. He showed him the place. Elijah cut a stick. See, Elijah must have had his own axe. He was working with him. Threw it into the water at that spot and the axe head floated to the surface. Okay, okay, you get this? Grab it, Elijah said the man, and the man reached out and grabbed it. Now, that's a strange story, isn't it? You're chopping down a tree, your axe falls in the river, Elijah throws a stick in and the axe head floats. You know, it's defying the laws of gravity. Um, So this guy, he's a good guy. He's one of the, he says he's uh, a group of prophets. So he's serving God. And he's helping Elijah, the prophet, build. And what they were building was called the School of the Prophets. If you read the context, they were building this place, a training facility where they could train people to serve God. In our context, it might be a bit like building a church building or something similar. And he was doing a good thing, went to chop down some trees to build the thing. Things went wrong. It wasn't his axe. Hey, have you ever borrowed someone, something from someone and then crashed the car or broke it or lost it? Anyone had that, that feeling? Okay. So we've got an awkward moment here. I want you to note that when things went wrong for this guy, he wasn't doing the wrong thing. He was doing the right thing. He wasn't out, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll. They still say that term? That's what the old people say. He wasn't the prodigal son who rebelled and went away. He was serving God as, as, as far as you can understand, doing his best. And he lost his accent. And uh, I think sometimes that happens to us. We lose our, let's say we lose our cutting edge even. We're not as sharp as we used to be. And sometimes it goes so wrong, things actually fall off. Things go wrong. And the wear and tear of life can do that to anyone. And I'm not too sure why he lost his axe head. If he just didn't maintain it properly. You know, sometimes I get a wobble, you should have seen the wobble and... Or maybe it was just a freak accident. It just, he was doing all the right thing and it just fell off. Whatever it was, he's in strife. And uh, my question to you is, have you ever lost the sharpness to your life? Lost your cutting edge? Where you're not as sharp as you once were. When, when things are going a little bit wobbly, you're doing your best to serve God, but things aren't going right. I think we all get into that space. And this is what refill's all about. Refill's about having a bit of a look, maybe having a pause, a bit of a ref- reflection, a checkup, and to refill. And uh, we don't have to, I don't have to be a prophet to know that some of us are like that. Some of us are a little bit wobbly. Some of us have lost it all together. And uh, when you lose your axe head, you're left with a stick. And... <laughs> And you can continue to swing. And from a distance, right at the back there, there's Charlotte at the back. She can't tell if I've got an axe head on or not. She just sees me swinging away at this, at this thing. And uh, you, can, you can keep swinging when you lose your axe head. And it looks like you're busy doing stuff. From a distance, oh, look at that person. 
they're working hard, swinging away, chopping down trees. You can still build up sweat without an axe head. You can lose a, uh, use a lot of energy just swinging the axe without the axe head. But you just don't get the job done and you get pretty frustrated. And when you hit the wood on the wood, it's a bit jarring. But uh, you can still keep going. Got to keep up appearances, you know, make sure people know I'm doing stuff. Uh, look at them, put their heart and soul into it. How you going, Darren? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just like the other guys, hoping no one else notices that something might not be quite right. It's a good workout. Meanwhile, how you doing, Darren? I'm doing awesome. Look, look at me. I'm swinging my axe. I'm going. I'm. I'm so busy. I'm doing stuff. Look. And then the people close to you are looking at you, looking at you a bit funny. Because they know something's wrong. Because you're working up as much sweat as the others. You're not making any progress. You're probably getting frustrated. You're not, you haven't got any fruit because that's all dried up. And uh, you're just going through the motions. How you been? Oh, I've been busy. <laughs> what? Oh, busy doing this. That's not a good term for, it's not a good response when someone has asked, how are you going, busy? It just means you're doing stuff. It's not going to end well, is it? Hey, this isn't, this isn't being faithful. I'm just faithfully doing this. That's not being faithful. That's... Well, there's other terms for it. I'll let you fill in the blank. I'm just faithfully swinging my axe, faithfully serving. Sometimes we confuse faithfulness for just doing the same thing over and over again. If you look at when Jesus said good and faithful servant, they were the ones who were actually fruitful. If you look at the context of that, not just doing the same thing. So this time of year, time to take stock Maybe pause, refill, recharge, wait on God. Check your vital signs. Okay, how do we know we've perhaps lost our axe head or things are getting a little bit wobbly? Well, here's a couple of signs for you. Things, a few things disappear. Your joy disappears. Joy is the, fu the fuel. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy disappears. What used to be a joy becomes a chore. Serving God needs to be a joy. I mean, you go through times when you go through issues, but it needs to be a joy. Life needs to be joy. Loving people needs to be a joy. I used to love serving in that area. Now, now the people just annoy me. Maybe my axe head's getting a little bit wobbly. When you rather isolate and find excuses, you might have lost your cutting edge. You know, Joy has a twin brother or a twin sister. I don't know if they're male or female, but um, called Peace. 
and they go hand in hand. Joy and peace are, are like twins. And when you don't have joy, you often don't have peace and then you have anxiety and worry and that sort of thing. Those two are very linked. So when you, if you, a little, a, a little good sign. If you're losing a bit of joy, losing a bit of peace, maybe you need to attend to your axe head. You lose your creativity. And I'm not just talking about, you know, musicians or artists, but your ideas to, to think and be innovative. We all have that. You get bogged down. You, you can't find your way past the roadblocks. You become dull in your ideas when, when you lose your axe head. When you lose your axe your energies get really low. Your energy levels, because you're, you're swinging, but you're not doing anything. You know what else happens when your axe gets a bit wobbly? Your expectancy goes down. You don't, you don't expect anything to, good to happen. Hope gets a bit lost. Faith wanes. When you lose your cutting edge, you blame everyone else. Because it's their fault, of course, not yours. And uh, you'd start blaming either people or circumstances, the whole deal. Well, you might have been there. I've been there. How about you? You might be there now. You, if not, you might be there tomorrow. This is human nature. But if you're there, you don't stay there. Simple as that. And we can live with a sharp edge uh, when we realise the power of refill the power of maybe pausing. Sharpen your axe, reattach those things. Live refreshed, live renewed. So what do we do? There's, there's a few lessons from that reading when you read it through. He did a few things right. One was he was honest. He said, Elijah, I've lost my axe head. In fact, it wasn't even mine and I lost it. So I think humility and honesty is a good start. It's okay to let someone know. You know the Bible only tells us two times in the New Testament to confess your sins. Did you know that? Only twice. And the first time is confess your sins. The word is actually faults. One to another so they can pray for you and you can be healed. So there's a reason you confess your failings is so someone will pray for you and you can be healed. There's not a magical power in just confessing stuff, although it's good to own up to things. But it's so you can be healed. That's in, uh, where is that? James chapter 5, I think. Confess your faults one to another. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Um, so that's why we're open and honest. And it takes humility to say, well, it looks like I'm doing okay, but I'm just swinging the axe without an exit. So you be honest with yourself, honest with God, and honest with a couple of people you can trust. That doesn't mean you broadcast it to the social media world. But don't put your head in the sand and keep swinging. Well, that would look good. Put your head in the, in the sand and keep swimming. Swimming? That's No, that's Nemo. No. Keep swinging. Generally, if your axe head falls off, it gets a bit wobbly before it happens. 
And I think it's good to have a, a couple of people in your life who you, you give permission that when they see things are going a little bit wobbly, to speak to you. That's not everyone. Everyone's got advice. Not a, most of it isn't good advice. And you need to get it right before you fly off the handle. Anyone flown off the handle? Today in the car park on the way with the kids in the back, anyone fly off the handle? Now, this guy had a borrowed axe and there's a little side lesson. I think we get worn out when we try to be an Elvis impersonator. I remember seeing this one guy who was an Elvis impersonator, had the white jumpsuit. Thank you very much. But the only person who didn't believe he was Elvis was him in this show. And he did the whole thing. And he was, you know, just trying to be someone else. And the lesson is this. How you can learn stuff from people, be inspired by people, but don't try and copy them. As soon as you try to copy someone else and be like someone else. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. And I can get ideas off someone, I can be inspired off someone, but when I try to be a little someone else, things are going to go wrong. It's a little side thing. Be authentic. Learn from people that God's anointed you, not a, a version of you which is not you. You know, there's some things we should never borrow. And uh, that's trying to be someone else. So be honest with yourself. And, and then Elijah said this to them, where did you lose it? And the guy said, right there in the river. And that's a good question. You know, I was doing all right. What happened when you lost it? What happened? Was there a night, an offence? An event, a catastrophic event, a circumstance you were overwhelmed by, a bad report. You know, there was a report when Goliath came against the, the, uh, the Israeli army and it says their hearts failed because of the huge obstacle. So there was an event. And things can happen that, just like a catalyst that caused us to lose our cutting edge. I stopped... Well, I stopped sort of my personal worship time. Some people lose their cutting edge when they start to believe a lie. Someone said something to them, they start to believe it, start to believe things contrary to the word of God. Someone's on un unkind words. And, uh, you know, we need to perhaps identify that if that's helpful. And make some changes. Ask God for wisdom if you don't know what to do. Where did it fall off, Elijah said. And uh, when he showed him, Elijah cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot and the axe head floated to the surface. I wonder if it floated downstream or if it just sort of hovered there. Grab it. So be honest with yourself. Identify where you lost it. And then just ask God to help you. There's a miracle here. The guy just owned up to it. He was honest. And then God did his part. 
And while we do the natural, God always does the supernatural, doesn't he? He does miracles. He does things which we can't do. He makes axe heads float. That's not normal, okay? He does supernatural things. He restores things we seem are impossible. In the Bible, there's so many pictures. He makes a stream in the desert. He restores things that the locust has eaten. He does these creative things that don't make sense. And... Um, Nothing is too far, nothing is too far gone. His, his word is stronger than the laws of nature, stronger than gravity, more powerful. I love, the thing I love about this story is that God got involved when this guy was honest, when he said, now this is what's happened, God said, okay, I'm there. I can refresh, I can bring the supernatural to your life. So the, the, the axe head floated out and then Elijah said something to the guy. He said, okay, pick it up. Like, the guy got involved. It wasn't just, it, God did his part and we do our part and we need to cooperate. We often said here that God does the supernatural and we do the natural. Well, God does the super and we do the natural. So be honest with yourself. How are you going? Identify if there's things to identify. Where did you lose it? Ask God to help. I've got one more. Establish the rhythms of grace. Okay. Did you like that, Ben? He likes, he's a good dancer. Yeah, everyone's scared to say something because you think I'm going to get you to do something. No. Matthew chapter 11. I'm going to read this from the Message Bible. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Have you lost your axe head? Come with me, come to me, sorry, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced <laughs> rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Great verse. In your, some Bibles will say, come to me all who are weary and laden and I will give you rest. Everything in nature operates in a rhythm, isn't it? You know, the rhythm of the seasons, uh, the days. There's a rhythm of God's grace. And, uh, you know, if you're a, a dancer, dances to the rhythm, right? Something looks weird when the rhythm's doing something and the dancer's doing something else. It just looks, it's not right, is it? It's, it's probably hard to do. And God's established rhythms for us. And one of the rhythms we need to get right is the rhythm of work and rest. Now, when God established that right in the beginning of the Bible, he called it the Sabbath. The seventh day he rested. By the way, man was created on day six. So his first day was not a day of work. It was a day of rest. Now, God rested. God doesn't need to rest. He's all-powerful. He just, he did it to show us a pattern. One, that we need it. And two, that you need to put trust in God that he will do the things that you... You don't have to do it 24-7, seven days a week. You've got to trust God. So it's a trust factor and a rest factor. It's the rhythms of grace. So rest is to recuperate, to give thanks, to worship God to acknowledge I rely on God, 
and it's a rhythm that keeps us sharp. You know, there's obviously the other rhythms like eating right and exercising right and, and resting, having a scheduled time with God. And some people think that this principle doesn't apply to, to them. Well, it does. We're made that way. We're made, we've got patterns in the Word to show us how to live. Embrace the rhythm of work and rest. Um, develop a rhythm of a relationship with God. Now, I don't just mean get up and you know, have your 10-minute um, you know, devotion in the morning. Imagine if you just spoke to your, your spouse 10 minutes a day. I'm talking about just chatting all through the day, a rhythm, talking to God. Um, having those times, for sure, those set times, but a rhythm of speaking with God, have a rhythm. Like, like uh, God is your friend. Having a, a healthy focus. What do I mean by that? You know, Hebrews tells us to keep our eyes on Jesus, the order and, or, author and finisher of our faith. Um, what we focus on flavours our life. What we focus on uh, leads us. Imagine you're dancing with someone and you're not looking at them, you're looking at something else. And keep our eyes on, on Jesus. What we focus on directs our life. You're walking in the supermarket, you see the chocolates. They look good. They're even on sale. You go down the... Oh, you come up the other row, there they are again. You remember how they used to taste. Not bad. Go down the other row, there they are at the checkout once more. I think it's a sign. I, I better grab some of those chocolates. You start to taste... Because whatever you focus on eventually grabs your attention and leads you. So the rhythm of the healthy focus. When we're focused on the right things, uh, don't, don't focus on the regrets. Don't focus on the things that have gone wrong. Focus on the goodness of God. And a healthy relationship with others. Hey, have a rhythm of... Um, with your relationships with one another... When things go wrong, when there's a bit of tension, deal with it as quickly as you can. That's a good rhythm, because if you don't, guess what? Keep short accounts. Deal with misunderstandings. Who's seen the uh, Axemen at the Royal Show? Man, they shave with those things, don't they? They're so sharp. It's, they just, like, little effort, and they've got this thing done. Um, I think Proverbs says a friendship What's, what, oh, I just lost the term a man sharpens his friend iron, as iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens his friend that's it, that's, that's the one and uh, you know we need to have people in our life who, who help keep us sharp alright if the people in your life are just blunting your edge, have a, have a stock take. Maybe get some other ones. Keep the other friends, but maybe don't give them so much influence. Now, one more scripture, and I'm going to read this from the Message Bible as well. Galatians 6. Let's, verse 9, let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued. Uh, some Bibles say to grow weary because you don't just get weary, you grow weary. Happens over time. Don't allow us to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will 
harvest a good crop. If we don't give up, we'll quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get a chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the closest people closest to us in the community of faith. Don't give up. Don't grow weary. You know, you don't just... If you're tired, you have a sleep and you feel okay. If you're weary, you have, have a sleep and you get up and you're still just as bad. Because it's not to do with your body, it's to do with everything else in your life as well. Don't grow weary. In, instead, get those rhythms in your life. All right. If you've lost your, honest, uh, your cutting edge, be honest with yourself. Have a bit of a stock take. Ask God, Lord, fill me afresh. Lord, help me with these rhythms of grace. Do I have the, uh, can I sing that song? What was it? Thanks, Sarah. Whoever else was as part of that. We're just going to spend a couple of moments just asking God to refresh us. And if you're feeling a little bit fatigued or whatever, just ask God, Lord, is there anything I need to change? He might say, well, stop staying up to 2 a.m. in the morning watching Netflix. Some, sometimes it's just real practical stuff. And sometimes it's internal things where we need to let go, maybe have forgiveness, that sort of thing as well. But we're just going to sing this. What's it? Floating? And let's just have a moment where we just ask God to fill us afresh. Lord, I pray you pour your water of your Holy Spirit into lives, Lord. Lord, I just get a picture of a, a dry land being flooded and uh, just like... Uh, the thirsty plants coming back to life, pools forming, Lord. Lord, we want to be a have a life that's fruitful, not just going through the motions, Lord. Lord, in this moment, if there's uh, moments in our history where we've just allowed circumstances or people or whatever it might be to throw us off course, to to blunten the edge of our life, Lord. Lord, we just commit those, cast those cares upon you. We ask for your grace and your peace and your joy. Let me just sing that, guys. make it our prayer.
I just want to give opportunity if if you want someone to pray for you just to sort of refill and reset um, we've got a couple of our team out here and we'd love to just pray for the infilling the fresh touch of the spirit of God the, the restoring, the refreshing the, the guiding spirit of God so just as we sing uh, this song and another song, if, you, if you'd like some prayer come out and uh, uh, we'd love to pray with you God bless you, church.